johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. What's going on, Costi? Um... Man, don't ask me what's tough. going on because you don't want to get me on a rant. But you can after you. Yeah, tell me yeah. What's going on. We'll keep it non-political today. No, we got um, a little, little political. Go ahead. So it was a horrendous weekend. You know what? We should rename this show the Ukrainian and Israeli show instead of the John and Mike show <laughs> or the Costi and Eric show. How about the Ukrainian and Israeli show? What's the yeah, odds? I love that. That right love now that. on the air. I got you as a Ukrainian, me as an Israeli on this show. You got family in Israel, Ukrainian Israelis. I'm sitting here. The world's blowing up. Everybody's fine. And all people care about is who's going to win in the games, which you have to keep your eye on the prize. But I got to vent a little bit. Man, man, oh, man, what a effing week. And the Baltimore Orioles let us down with their Israeli pitcher on the mound. <laughs> <laughs> as he got racked and attacked. Hey, you know what? They had a great season. They had 101 wins, and uh, there's more to look ahead for them next season. Well, it's uh, it's very interesting to see some data. So they just started this, um, you know, extra wild card, which means that the top teams that are the leaders in the conference. Um, get to basically take a, a four or five day bye um, where they sit and wait for that three game series to finish before they get into the um, five game series. And then the seven game series, which is the next one. And all those teams that waited are getting smoked. You're talking about right. the Braves lost game one. I know they came back one game two. Um, the Dodgers lost game one. Over the weekend as a large favorite, and then they lost, lost game, game two. two as a large so, favorite. You know, yeah, Atlanta came back and won. Atlanta's been the best team all year. It looks, you know, you could just see that. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm excited that they actually um, came back and have now won the last two. But um, Houston, another one, waited around, didn't have to play. Um, so you're, you're, you're seeing that more and more. So we're not, we really don't have enough data. The Orioles got swept. We, we really don't have enough data 
because it's such a short sample. Um, it hasn't been, you know, that long to see. But, man, that layoff, when these guys are playing almost every day for 162 games, it's not like football, it's not like basketball, where a rest to get healthy matters. And sometimes it hurts you also. We see that when these teams have a bye in the NFL, and then they sit out for two weeks, and they're right. rusty when they come back. So this is new to the, the Major League Baseball season, but it was clear um, all these teams with the extended rest, the break, the teams that won those three-game series came in, and they're still dominating. So, But it's as crazy as it is. We, so we look back at the season. The AL East was by far the strongest conference out of any conference with the Red Sox and the Yankees being the worst teams with the highest payrolls. And you had Toronto, who was great all year. You had the Rays, who were unstoppable to start the season and gave the Orioles a race till the end. Great all year. The Orioles were great all year. And all three of those teams didn't win but one game in the playoffs. Not one, only one game they won in the playoffs. So it's just who gets hot. And the Orioles, unfortunately, ran into a buzzsaw. Texas is really good. Um, they have the bats. The pitching is not great. Their bullpen is not great. But when you hit home runs in the playoffs, you win playoff games. And the Orioles just were, were dead. And they had a great year. I Going into this year, as good as I thought they were going to be, um, I thought we were still a year away from really doing some damage, obviously, as the season progressed. And I thought, man, we may have a shot. But losing our closer um, was huge. Not having those, you know, the high-ticket, high-contract pitchers on it, so hopefully on our roster next year they, they find some really strong pitching. With the core that we have, we're going to be good for many years. So it's not anything to... You oh, know, yeah, no. I mean, as if you're a fan, it's great. Season, you know, you've got to action. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good season. But, it was, listen, the whole weekend, it started on Saturday where Maryland was up on Ohio State. I remember I was talking to you on our trading floor here um, in the second quarter, and you saw the writing on the wall. You said literally with, I think, seven minutes left in the second quarter, when they threw that interception and Tua threw the interception, right. um, not Tua, Tua, Ty Valoa, his brother. But um, you said Ohio State's going to crush them in the second half. This is a very good spot. Hopefully they don't make them over a two-touchdown favorite. And they made them under the two-touchdown favorite at minus 13 and a half. You pounded them at halftime. All of our clients that are full alert members that are on the channel received that play. And they just blew them out of the water. Maryland loses the game outright, obviously, and doesn't even cover the pregame spread. Now, some people did have a good number on the game if they bet it really close to game time where they had plus 20 and a half. But you got, you said it. You literally, because that's what we do on the weekends here. We're literally in the office, sitting behind screens. I watch the games. You tune into the score. I give you updates about what's going on in the game. You're looking at the number at the half. And if it all lines up, we bet it. So 
Not only did I do, take uh, Ohio State in the second half, I got Ohio State as the second in the second half plus money. They were minus seven and a half plus one oh five, basically pushing everybody to grab the extra half point on Maryland, making them Maryland minus the favorite because what most people usually do is they chase, you know, when they see a team is dominant in the first half, the bookmakers took advantage of that. Obviously, I think you, uh, you st- you're still mad at me about Saturday night. There was a game that you wanted me to play. I did not play um, because at that point my brain was so – I couldn't take it anymore. I was in the office. For everybody that's listening, I was in the office. I was trading all day. Everything was fine. And then my phone started exploding with this friend from Israel and that friend from Israel and this friend and that friend and this friend and that friend and this uncle and this cousin and this family member and this nephew, and this niece, and I was like, you know what, F it. And I just went home, shut it down. You texted me. You said, hit that play. I said, absolutely not. I'm done. Boom. Had a men- um, My brain was shrinking, and then I woke up and took care of business on the NFL. So, you know, this is what I like about this radio show. We stayed on the air every single Wednesday through COVID. Do you re- How many sports gambling shows do you think? stayed on the air when there was no games that were not sports talk shows, sports gambling, betting shows. We, no matter what happens, we're here. They shut down the world. You only have Korean baseball. You only have uh, Chinese this and Taiwan that and Belarus. You know, we, you know, so, you know, like I said, you know, the humanity part of this, why do the biggest betters in the world deal with me and you? They don't deal with me and you because we pick winners. They deal with me and you because we're not no-name mongoloids on the other side of a phone calling a guy up saying, Hey, Johnny, I got a big game for you. Take this game and bet it. And after the game wins, send me out, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're talking to a guy that's been doing this longer than any living human being in this industry other than, let's say, Jim Feist, who's 80 years old. That's it. Then I'm 50. And these people know me. These people break bread with me. These people, you know, I get calls and calls. I got, it was so endearing this weekend. This guy texted me without me saying anything. This client texted me. It's like they're like family. They're like family. I just showed you my phone. I had literally 40 texts from paid clients are you okay? Is your family okay? Are you okay? Is your family okay? Go back on my YouTube channel. Just Google. You'll see I was doing YouTube videos for <laughs> from Tel Aviv. You know, it's like, this is what I love about this business. You can either be a one-game warrior and have the lock of the year, the game of the month, the game that can't lose, or you can just have a book of clients that you basically grow old with these guys, just like a financial advisor. You know, I have a guy that I've been dealing with since 1999. Every single day since 1999. He, we started, we didn't have kids. Now all of our kids are in college. It's like, can you imagine? So this is a very unique thing, like where I can vent and get it out, Joe Rogan style on the air. Because, you know, I do appreciate the clients that are listening, the clients that texted me, the clients that reach out. I'm not in harm's way. Your cousin's in harm's way. You're not in harm's way. I'm not in but, harm's way. Uh, it's we appreciate the humanity of the industry, the the sector of the industry that we're in. Um, it's different. Most people don't 
do a radio show. Most people hide behind phones and podcasts and and talk a big game and and, and that's fine. They all know. they all have a right to make a living. I don't care if you're stupid enough. Yeah, to I don't I don't hate them for it, but yeah, yeah. The, the reality is, our client retention is so high because of the humanity angle of what we provide and the groups we're connected to. We're in about twelve minutes. We have a guy come on our show. A very close friend of ours, probably one of the most respected sharps in the industry with a, not just a track record, but a reputation. I mean, he went to at Bet Bash this year. We're, we're going to dive into it a little bit about what Bet Bash was about and, and what type of, you know, what he's really working on as we approach basketball because he's one of our big hitters for basketball. We don't claim to be anything more than content providers and distributors of games that these groups are feeding us because at the end of the day, the last thing uh, Micah wants to do that the guest that's coming on our show is talk to clients. I mean, you see it because I, I communicate with him all day long by text. I see the amount of volume that he's spitting out to people. He doesn't have time to talk to clients and tell them to bet no. this and bet that. That's why we have a telegram platform. It's we deliver the games in real time. We've already bet four NFL games at the early number on Monday before the Monday night football game. So you're, you're coming from a standpoint of people are so obsessed with the Monday night football game. That's all they see on their radar while we're giving out four NFL games. The full college slate is probably going to go out today. Once our sharps move on them, we're just waiting we're, we wait. And as soon as we're told, as soon as I get the sheet, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing that the lines are still available. As long as a, a consensus price is still available, I then release it to all my clients. And in doing so, our reputation is very strong. I've had clients from different platforms reach out to me because they know the capability of the people that are in our syndicate. It's not us. It's not the guy going, I... I can you tell me who's going to win tonight? I don't know. I'm going to wait and give you an honest, transparent opinion of who our groups are on, and that's what we're going to do. I mean, usually we do a line breakdown show. This week we're going to do it a little bit different just because basketball Let me ask starting. you, uh, so, and, you know, getting the best number, explain to the person out there, if you had Tennessee and you lost the game, how it doesn't matter because you still had the best number. Like walk right because through that for, right. We had Tennessee as one of our groups moved on a game last week. The opening number was a much better number than the closing number, and what I mean by that was and again we're talking about the Tennessee Titans here. You got them plus where in the beginning. We had them plus one and a half at the beginning of last week. The line flipped, and they went to a minus at game time. Now, obviously, we, we saw the ending. It didn't matter. The Houston Texans exactly. them anyway. But, but that doesn't the matter homework, we lost. It, the homework was done correctly, and, and more times than not, I am going to win 10 to 15% more profit per year by closing better than by the people that are betting the same exact games that I do at game time. So if you could understand that, if you're playing the exact same plays that I play at game time that I release early in the week in the NFL and college football, I'm going to make 15% more money because I'm getting the better closing line value. 
That's a positive EV move. If the, or Sharps would say, if you bet the Texans, I mean, sorry, if you bet Tennessee on Sunday morning, then you're, that's a negative EV play. That means you're betting them when the line is worse and you're at a disadvantage. And again, that game easily could have won. Tennessee could have won by 30 and to a standard regular Joe square better recreational better. He says, that didn't matter. They won my opinion worked, but that's not how the business model works. There's people that are pros that do this to make a living and then there's most of the population are recreational bettors that have a well, strong opinion. Let's, That's it. Let, let's, I was leading into this before Micah comes on the air. So we had the best number of Tennessee. They, they lost the game and didn't cover, even though we had the best number. Mm-hmm. Now Tennessee is hosting the Ravens getting four. No, they're not. Talk to, and they're what? not hosting anybody. If you want to say hosting in London. Well, Again, they host their their host. Oh, right. Okay, fair London. enough. Yeah. So, so, so the the question is this nine thirty game. Obviously, they're all getting there early. Uh, what do you think of these London games? I know we had Jacksonville last week. I was by the time I got to the office, they were taking care of business. But what do you think about this London slot, which is six thirty a.m. on the uh, well, so on the, on, on the sleepy coast, the west coast, in a truly in a truly neutral spot, which it is for these two teams. It's harder to decipher. We were all over the Jags last week. I was literally on five different platforms where I do my media outlets. I was explaining that it's you're talking about a team. So we always, just to break this down, we always talk. The number was good regardless um, that we were getting six early in the week. It went to five, five and a half with the Bills on Sunday. But Early in the week, we had six. We love six. It was a good price on it. I actually got it with reduced juice. Um, but you're talking about travel when we talk about a West Coast team going to the East Coast for a 1 o'clock game. It's always been a thing that we've discussed in previous years. Well, what do you think about a team that is flying from New York to London, which is a time difference, and now you're talking about they're only there for 48 hours, while the other team, Jacksonville, just played in London the week before. They didn't uproot their schedule. They slept in the same bed for a week. They had a regular, I'm sure their coach made it a regular, like they were in Jacksonville, schedule. Obviously, what they do at night is different, but realistically, they're sleeping in the same bed. They're structured. They get there, they played in the same stadium, which happens to be dominated by Jaguars fans because the owner of the Jaguars is also an owner of a Premier League team. So they have a ton of fan base over there. So the number screamed neutral, but realistically, it was like getting the Jags plus six at home. Because what do you think? Let me ask you a question. What do you think the number would have been if it was at Jacksonville? Six. You think it would have still been six? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it would have been less, like four and a half, four. Because you're they're they're not. So let me ask you, as a Ravens fan, what did you think about? I know we had Pittsburgh, which was the irony. Um, but what do you think about uh, Lamar Lamarvelous at this stage of the game? Since we got five minutes before Mike gets <sighs> Um, I think Lamar. Outside of that. 
interception and and getting sacked and fumbled uh, late, late in the game, played extremely confident and poised. The receivers dropped balls. I mean, it was the most dropped balls that there's been in an NFL game in years. It's the most dropped balls that the Ravens have ever had. And these weren't just your regular, you know, 10-yard down and in or slants or or deep balls. I mean, these were legitimate. Two of them were for touchdown. Hit them, hit Bateman and Mark Andrews completely in the hands, right on target. Um, you had Zay Flowers, who's been an electric rookie up to this game, had drops. He's a rookie. I expect it. <laughs> you know, I don't expect guys like Bateman, who have now been in the league a couple years, guys like Andrews, who have made incredible catches over the years. Um, Nelson Aguilar, who's been uh, basically a veteran at this point, went literally through his hands. He threw it on a rope over his shoulder that if you're in the NFL, you got to make those completions. I mean, you have to make those receptions. Lamar couldn't have done any better. The momentum change, the coaching sucked. They should have went for a field goal in the first half. Instead, they went for it on fourth and one and got stuffed. I mean, these things add up, and unfortunately, when they add up, and you have a quarterback who is a, a creativity expert. That's just who he is. He's always going to be. He's always going to gamble. He's always going to take chances. That's how he creates and makes plays on the run. Made a bad throw on the goal line to a player he's probably not practicing with every single week on timing because Odell's been hurt. And just a bad play, a bad outcome. But at the end of the day, the defense needed to make stops. The defense didn't make stops in the second half because four starters just came back from injury, and you could tell they weren't there yet. So I'm not too obsessing about the outcome. It sucks to lose to Pittsburgh. I've been saying it all along that getting four in a Ravens-Steelers game, it's almost an auto bet right? to every to everybody that does it. It lands on three so many times, but... We had guys come back from injury. They didn't get hurt in the game. I think another week of practice, getting ready for London. We get back on on track. Again, it's the first quarter of the season. Is You don't want to get out. It's like, you know, in a horse race. You don't want to be the guy, the horse out of the gate that is just crushing because a lot of times injuries happen and, and the guy from the back, the horse from the back catches up to you and wins the race. So you don't want to, you know, peak too early in the NFL. You want to get healthy. Um, you want to, it's a new offense with a new coordinator. Things are going to change. I think there's a lot of potential. Uh, we have a lot of talent. So I think they're going to put it all together. I don't know. Cause the coaching has been horrendous. Harbaugh has been bad play calling, um, decision, not play calling decision-making in strategic less than two minutes left in the first and second half situations and he's a terrible situational coach at this point he's done it for two straight years so hopefully they put it together um i'm not too overly critical about the game the drops happened let's just hope they don't happen going forward and we can get on a roll because listen this this part of the schedule was very soft for the ravens it's going to get a lot harder and the Bengals are rising I don't think Pittsburgh's that good. We just lost them on the road. We usually split anyway. So when they come back to Baltimore, we'll probably end up beating them fairly easily. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if they win by three (laughs) when they play the Steelers late in the year. 
That's amazing. Uh, you know, my son was not happy, let's put it that way. He was very disappointed. I'm sure the whole weekend. Oh, yeah. Between the, the I mean, yesterday was ridiculous. Like, you, it was 6 nothing before we blinked. But, hey, somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. Like I said, it is what it is. Um, you know, the reality is, like I said, beating the number, like I go back to that Tennessee game, like a lot of clients don't understand that it doesn't matter if you lose. What matters is you had the edge. You buy low, you sell high, just like in the stock market. And over a course of time, you're going to always have positive EV. But a lot of people, like, they just get so psyched up in the individual games. By the way, how'd you like my Coastal Carolina play yesterday? Plus five and a half, winning outright 27 to 24. They, I think they jumped out to a 17 to three lead and then they, uh, they just like tied it. I don't know what they did. I just woke up in the morning and I saw that they, they won the game. Yeah, I didn't really watch the game as well. I was, I was tuned into the Orioles, but this is, uh, this is what you do. You know, your, your dime club that you're, um, that you have access to in your groups that are separate from most of our other groups, which is what D Mill does that you gave access to that channel for completely free to anybody that's already subscribed to our 10 X David Miller channel. So, um, listen, the more games like Mr. Micah, who's I hear is on the show. Mike, are you there? I'm here guys. What's up? There he is. Oh, there he is. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? How are y'all? Legend next door. Let me ask you a question before we start talking. Did the neighbors know that you're the legend that's next door to them? I prefer not to. Because <laughs> I've been at your house. I actually never thought of that, walking over next door and being like, do you know you have a legend sitting next door to you? <laughs> no, no, no. I want to keep that on the down low. I hear you. Uh, what's up, man? What's wrong with the Orioles? What happened? Uh, I was. I don't know I if know you, were, you heard, heard the beginning about, of the show. I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show. I think this layoff, when with this new yeah. structure in the playoffs. Give that stat. We're only one. Well, so far, the only team that's won is the Braves. They lost game one, but now they, they won the last two. The Dodgers have lost off the layoff. The Orioles got blown out all three games. So the teams that are on this layoff are, are batting pretty low average at this point. That, yeah, that, I, I, that makes sense, man. It's just, if we're a hitter, you got to say live pitching, in-game pitching all the time. And it's such a streaky sport. Um, and even when I played ball, I, when I was hot, I was seeing pitching every day. You know, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I agree. And when the Giants came back that one year and won the, won the World Series, and it was down. I remember Brian Blessing telling us we need to bet them down 0-3, and they came back and won the whole thing. It's just, yeah, baseball's different, man. It's different than any other sport. You can get hot, and it's like it's it's a good parity for the sport, though. Like anybody can win, just get in the playoffs. So let me ask you, Micah, since uh, you mentioned Brian and he was a hockey freak and yesterday was the first day of hockey, and I texted you yesterday, where, what's, what's up with that? What, tell me why these guys don't do hockey. Do, is there, did you ever ask well, them to get a reason? Well, they do. I just like the guys, the big groups like that are in Europe and, and across the world, they want to bet with the – in these credit accounts first, and they use a bot to do it, which was, and it's not automated. It's not automated. It's like they manually type in the game, and then when it goes into the 
when the bot hits submit across thousands of accounts at the same time, I mean, the line's going to move, so they won't give it. They don't want to give it to us to play before and screw up their edge. They may be worried we're going to hit that Chris and Pinnacle for the minimum overnight and screw up the line in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just protective of their info. But, yeah, I mean, if they have credit accounts, they, they will get the NHL and MLB and NFL stuff. I just can't. They don't give it to us free game like the other sports. Well, the biggest favorite on the board last night went down in flames. The Pittsburgh Penguins were minus 255. They lost 4-2, to two, so it just goes to show you, you know, it's really hard to win in these sports with your laying that kind of chalk. And I know these groups will do it, but, man, NHL is a different beast. Where in baseball, you, you get a couple games a day in the regular season that are over 200. Every night, every game is over, almost 200 or higher. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, that's a tough to lay those type of numbers for sure, especially in the, in the I mean, I'm looking right now. Boston Bruins are 335 tonight. Uh, Maple Leafs are 300 tonight. I mean, my betting style is like you just bet the dogs if you're a degenerate and you have to bet. you. you pre- like yesterday, if you just bet all three games, you, you made 50 bucks. You lose 200 right. on the two favorites to one. Uh, and then you win two fifty on the one game. You go one and two, and you make fifty bucks. But I was just curious. Like I said, you and uh, Costa can get into the whole uh, what you do and what makes you different. So yeah, why don't you guys get into that? Because inquiring minds want to know. You know, they've seen Micah's video. Over half a million people have seen Micah on YouTube with Spencer Cornelius' video. And uh, if you don't know who he is. You should because it's like the modern day Billy W. And uh, no matter what Mike, well, no matter what Micah thinks, like like uh, he he undersells himself. So go ahead, Costi. Well, you know, Micah Mike is similar to Dave in a sense. They downplay how good they really are. They both, which is unique. I think all sharps are like that. The guys that are super cocky and super outspoken and <clears throat> they do all that Instagram. What are you talking crap. about? <clears throat> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying the guys that are no, I'm talking about everybody accuses me of that including Mike yeah, right, right. No, but right. they're just the sharps like I wanted to kind of get a scope of what happened at Bet Bash and, and how that experience was but yeah. that's the majority yeah, of the wife public, allowed so. you to date that's unbelievable nah, she did. Hey, tell she us did. a little bit about that speed dating at Bet Bash I, I'll be honest man I, I've told another guy this I, I was so overwhelmed that I, I don't know if I will return. It just depends. Um, there's a lot. Well, I don't want to say, I don't want to cut you off, but the person that you met there, which we're not going to name on the air said that it was the first time he had actually met you. And he met you at bed bash and he texted me privately. And he said, Micah knows everybody. He said, oh, I've never yeah, seen a guy. Yeah. We're not going to name him on the air. He said, Micah knows everybody. I didn't realize how well-known he was in these circles. So I guess you were overwhelmed because people were just coming up to you left and right, right? I'll let you continue. Well, it's not that. You have a lot of people that either are professional bettors or claim to be a professional bettors that need accounts. And that was the overwhelming part. I would say, in my opinion, it was 95% bettors, 5% people had accounts, Right. And so when I returned home from Bet Bash, I mean, my phone wouldn't stop blowing up 
can you get down? Can you get down for me? And I'm like, oh, I, no, I can't get down for millions of people. <laughs> you know, it, it right. was really overwhelming. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll go back or not. It just depends on what, what it's like a year from now. But it was very, very good and informative, yes. I mean, you have a lot of professionals that are there. A lot of the groups that I currently work with now, I went to just, you know, shake their hands and meet them. But I don't know. I don't know. It, it was There was a, tons of people like, that I trusted, hey, you should talk to this guy. He, he's looking for he – needs, he needs out or our accounts to bet into it. it it was so much. It was so overwhelming. I kind of, I like working with my little small group of people. Cause it, it's the the hardest part to do on a weekly basis. And this on my side of it's accounting. It, that it's a, it's a nightmare. If you're working with too many people, it's, it's a, it's a lot to deal with on the accounting side. Um, but I try to stick to what I mean, I'm, I'm good, good at. I can get accounts as far as origination. I'd rather work with people that do that. Cause that's a, another the thing in itself, as you guys know. Um, but I, I'm well, just trying to, you know, bet for people, bet for groups. And that's kind of what I know, do, right? I've me. got good information from doing it. Well, true. And then you've, you've helped me a lot. As, and as we're, we're getting into um, basketball, that's – we know how much – how valuable basketball is because it is daily – Almost. I mean, you're talking about there's college right. basketball every day. And yep. teams play multiple times a week, unlike college football or NFL, where it's really just spring-loaded for the weekend. And then the rest of the yep. week is just like every now and then. You know, Sharps don't really like island games to begin with. So what is your – do you think – because I know last year we didn't do a lot of NBA overnights due to player management. Do you think that's going to change this year, or you think it's going to be the same where it's the day of post betting for NBA? Well, in my opinion, I mean, I like, I think, I mean, David would, even David would do some overnight, um, but mostly now with the injury stuff and, and, and people got scared to even bet overnight because uh, somebody wasn't playing the next day. You know, it was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I personally, as far as NBA betting, I respect. I mean, I work with a lot of people. I respect David's opinion. If, I'm, if that's okay for me to say that, um, yeah, yeah, of course. Opinion, opinion on the NBA because he's going to he he assesses a point value per player, and when the, and when he says, "Hey, this guy is out," it should not affect the line. I mean, he he's got. He's got good logic behind everything. There's other, you know, there's other things that people do. But I respect David when it comes to NBA, NBA, NBA side. Um, but I do think that overnight betting in NBA is kind of tough when there's constantly middle of the season. In the beginning, it'll be different probably because you know everybody's fresh should be fresh like the star players, but. And then you'd also know, like, you know, like with Lillard going into the Bucks, how they're going to gel together in game yet. You know, you, you kind of got to mm-hmm. see that. Um, it may, it was a bunch of stars get together. Sometimes it doesn't work out originally, you know, and it takes a while for them to get used to each other. Uh, but that would be my take on that. Yeah. And I mean, look, we know. Can, well, can I, I just want to interject. So, like, right now, he has one, two, three, four. Uh, five, five and a 
five NFL plays he's already played. Obviously, we can mm-hmm. see everything. Um, aren't you taking the same risk in the NFL that the no. you could have a player at, or is it just less likely than? I'm just playing devil's advocate. I think that that number is out on a Sunday night for the next week, and you got all week, and that number's getting better and better and better as the as the gets closer to game time. It's more it's sharper, right? The NBA's got to be done on a daily basis, and right. they've got to be in tune to who's playing and who's not playing. You know, and if an NFL, if a lineman out, is it really worth more than a point? It probably no lineman's probably worth a point. There, I mean, right. maybe there probably is some, like the the two or three, maybe, but n- not. Not like in NBA, there's only five players, and you got two or three, you know, premier bench players that come in. Um, the NFL well, also is with so hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. NFL, uh, you know, Eric, NFL, a lot of it's factored in, and based on the injury designation mm-hmm. and based on practicing throughout the week, you can get a gauge if the guy is basically going to play. In the NBA, you literally don't know until the guy comes out does a shoot-around, and then they decide, based on the shoot-around, oh, we're going to give him a night off. So it's, it's just right. a different – it's completely different in the NBA than it is in NFL. And, and every time I've asked Dave before, he said, look, it's factored in. If it, even if he doesn't play, it's already factored into the spread that I, that I gave out. And, look, I have clients texting me all the time. They go, how do you know that this line is going to close better? How did you know? How did you know the game was going to land on three and you had minus You didn't one? tell me you had the crystal how, ball on your desk? They said, how do you know? I said, this is what you're doing. De- when you're dealing with sharps and you're dealing with pros, that is their superpower. I don't claim to be a, a guy that can find market edges. I've done, I've sat in on Dave's mentorships and I still don't understand it. And maybe I just don't have the bandwidth for it. I, I listened to uh, your podcast, Micah. Half the time, I don't understand it. I try. I try really hard, and I'm very connected in this industry. But it's it's just like I, the betting IQ for a pro and a sharp is, you know, genius level. And I'm just an average Joe that unless I literally devoted my entire brain space to that, it's very hard for me to really grasp it. To be able to do it myself. Now, I can regurgitate the information when I'm given, you know, when I see certain numbers and I see the, the EV on a game and I see the, the homework, I could then tell the client how to properly play it and then give money management. But I don't try to be a pro. I don't try to be a sharp. I, I'm well educated in the process of feeding the clients. I'm basically no different than a financial advisor and I have these big sports funds, you could call them, that are feeding me games, and I'm, I'm the guy that tells the guy to make sure that you're going to be on the right side, on the right price at the right time. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for basketball, man. I, I, it's my big thing. I love NBA. From a fan standpoint, I love college basketball. It's probably one of my mm-hmm. favorite sports to watch. Um, we meet up, you know, Micah, we meet up in, in Vegas for March Madness mm-hmm. usually every year. Um, and you see my excitement. I'm usually betting on the first 15 all day, every day. <laughs> it's the only bet. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's what is uh, it? Let me, it's I wanna, 9 I wanna... 15 in the morning. The, the casino, the sports book is going nuts at 9 15 in the morning in Vegas. Absolutely. Right. 
I want to ask you a question, Micah. With the legalization of sports betting, obviously we've had our trials and tribulations with uh, legal sports accounts uh, getting down, getting limited. As I, you know, I I, I rock and roll for you the best of my ability mm-hmm. until they give me right. a twenty dollar limit. <laughs> um, right? Have is it harder to get accounts because of the le- like? Meaning, is there less? credit bookmakers now because of the legalized wagering or nothing has really changed or is there more? People don't really people don't really, you know, people wonder about that. Well I talk to a lot of people because I'm constantly looking for more credit outs. But the when I talk to somebody that's in a legal state, I really feel that nothing changed, but there's more Betters came into the market once it got legalized. Like people that well, had never bet before, right? And they're usually not with a credit. They're usually they're they're, they're not going. They're not going to know how to get one, right? I mean, that's right. How do I find those? I can't tell you. <laughs> I don't know how, where you go in your city. right. Exactly. Right. 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 Yeah, but I just think that's so. Like it was. Let's just say it was a hundred people that had credit books. Now there's millions of people that have legal outs versus the credit books. So it looks like it's smaller. I don't think those people went away, man. I really don't because people don't have to post up on the, on the, on that side of it. You know, um, I think that, yeah, I don't think it went away. And do you find, as do you find that the, it's too, I mean, I don't want to speak about our relationship, but do you find that it's just too, it's not as, the edge of the legal sports betting and you don't have to, you don't even have to answer if you don't want to is just getting harder because of limits, regardless of what state, or do you think it's just cat and mouse? Well, it's cat and mouse, but it depends on like, there's, I mean, I'm on the front lines with you. So, you know, you know that I know I'm just asking for the listeners. It's like what David does, what David does in Colorado, I I won't say the site, but he likes a particular site. What I'm doing for this golf group, they can get in a couple bets in that count. That that uh, site will will limit you in a second. But Davis, what he does, they won't limit you because I, I mean it's 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 crazy. Yeah, I just think it's cat and mouse, and I think it's getting it's getting tougher. I mean, like three years ago, it was a lot easier. <laughs> um, but now, like even. You know, I'll say this barstool that got, you know, they're getting bought out or it's going to change. I think it's changing the ESPN bet eventually or something. I mean, David can't even get in a, a day worth of betting there. Where last year, he could just bet for four or five Forget months. about David. Forget about that. How about me? Yeah, that's I can't. what I'm saying. I'm saying, I, I mean, everybody, I mean, the clients that no, no, I got some of my accounts, I got a $20 limit. I'm no sharp. I'm just following the rules. <laughs> but I do look at it like this. Is if a professional sports better that did not get limited, they wouldn't need people like me to help them that could be sharing the profits or you guys right. to help them in a legal state. You know, they would just have their own accounts, right? So I get it, but then I'm also kind of thankful for the limitations. You know, we got to do it, you know, to, to be able to help these guys, you know, and this just money for everyone to share. They would just have their own account and never need. Would never share any information with anybody. Uh, kind of my do you think do you think these do you think the um, the limitations the do you think there's I mean I've been in Don Best's office prior to them being bought out by Scientific Games and I saw the trading floor and the monitoring but do you think that mm-hmm. like most of these 
is stuff is automated or do you think that they just took all these people from Wall Street that were in risk management, paid them a lot of money to come over to the sports book side? And these are the guys that are basically saying, because you and I both know it's, we've, we've said it on the radio show before, I've gotten limited with not even winning, just having a sharp number, and then I got limited. Right. And, and you, you know, because oh. you're on the phone with me, and I got a $20 uh, balance. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We're not going to cut your account off, but you can, and we're not going to say which account, but you can play $20 if you want. So right. do you think that's computers, or do you think that's a combination of computers and human beings? Because... You know, for the average person out there, they don't really understand. This is all at a corporate level like Wall Street now. This is mm-hmm. not just fun and games, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's probably some of both. Like, I can't say that, that one of my good friends works as a trader at one of the books. Um, I kind of just found this out like a month ago. I had no idea, but he is. But and. It, and the first thing they're going to look for, I mean, I just say it, is it a female? You know, if it's a female betting, and they're not really thinking that females should be able to do this. You know, they're going to like, oh, is this a bearded account? That's of course, right. Is this, it's is the guy it, using his wife's it, account. It's all over. Right, is right, right. it? Yeah, that's their first right. call. When they see that, okay, this guy's being them. Let's just see. Oh, it's a female. Oh, it's probably a, they call it fraudulent account. It's probably a fraud account. Uh, we got to limit this person. You know that that's one of the things, as an example. But I think a lot goes into it. Like some books, they offer you a max bet, and if that guy's down a hundred k betting NFL size, his max is going to be huge compared to a fresh account that just that a guy that just set up, right? Because they want losers. I mean, it's crazy, but I get it as a business side of it. But uh, how it works, you know. Is, and I don't know if it's automated or not on the back end, but I think there's definitely people watching. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I, mean, I see the trouble that David goes through on some of the companies he bets at. I mean, when I hit a button and I'm trying to make a play for two dimes, and they come back and they say you can bet forty dollars, is that two dime bet that I'm going to make really going to impact them if I win? It's I don't get it. No, I still don't no, get it. They, they, they got somebody. It's their job to make sure that they cut every winner out of this book. You know, that's just that guy's job. He's just sitting there watching. You know, I just, that's my that's probably what's going on. That's just his job. His job is if you if you're beating the clothes or if you're beating them out on a certain sport, uh, let's just cut limit you. Um, there's only so so from a from from a from an end user pick buyer point of view. You, you, you're, you, I mean, you've been in this business with me now for, you know, 10, 15, well, 15 years right. on the pick buying side. Um, you, you're, you, you realize that it's still the same old, the gambler who you're not going to talk to, we're going to be at the front line, even if they go to legend next door and they buy your daily selections, they have this unrealistic percentage of making 300% on a thousand dollar deposit. In your world of the professional betting world, the Dave world, uh, the, the the Troy world, the the Sharp world, what, what's a good percentage return at the end of a year? I mean, these guys that I look at, they want to get five percent EV and on every bet that goes through. Does that mean that bet's going to win every time? No, you're playing with a five percent house edge over the book, not a hundred. So you volume 
plays it out. The more volume, it's like I've said it a t- millions of times, like a card counter that has a two percent or one percent edge over the book doesn't over the casino doesn't walk in and play ten hands. He wants to play millions of hands. So you need volume to play out, and the higher your percentage is, the less variance it will take. So no, I mean, yeah, I mean a guy could go. I mean, even like if somebody buys my daily package, I could go twenty and zero. But it's more random, you know. For, you need two thousand games for the edge to play out. Um, at that point, yeah, I mean, you can see these parlay guys that are. I, I love the, I love the card counting analogy. That's like the greatest analogy that I've ever heard. Because you know, what would you just say to somebody that can't called you up and said, "I only have a thousand dollars to my name. I want to be a professional sports better." Would you would you honestly oh, tell him he has a shot, or would you tell him you really need to save up at your regular job and come with some real money? Yeah, I mean, if he, if it was me, I'm not going to claim to originate lines on sports. If it was me and I had a thousand dollars in my account, I'd be finding somebody who I can partner with to to somebody that does win. That's just my opinion on it. Start small. These guys, a lot of guys, will just give you free rolls. You know. Just start small, and then you build your bankroll up from there. Um, we all start from somewhere, you know. But um, it's hard. You know, if you got a thousand dollars, that's just tough. It's just it's so tough. And, and it's not even the money that's the tough. It's the time. It's like I could not do what David does. Or I mean, they got to be available seven days a week, zoned in, right? And and, and rough hours of the day, especially if you're on an East Coast time. Um, right. It's a little better, but the time that it takes, like what Mike said, it's, it's the time that it takes is to like the mentorship that David does. I mean, that's for somebody that's got eighty hours a week to devote to this. You got to be devoted, and you got to be in a legal state where you have twenty options. So, um, and I, I'm always been a proponent of you want to buy an information. Sure, I mean the information is good. Why not? You, they're doing the work for you. As far as I'm concerned, but there was a negative connotation at Bet Bash against people that are on the tout side of the world, right? I, 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 there is, yeah. I mean, there is negative connotation. I don't, you know, it, it is. I mean, it, but I, 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 mean, get I, I get, I get that too. I get it too. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that. I understand what the connotation is, but those guys. I don't want to give away all my secret sauce here. No, 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 no. It's those, yeah, I mean, but those guys have access to a lot of data, you know. Right. Those, you know, like the guy that went with with with, with me to Bet Bash. I mean, right. It's, a good, it's pros and cons of everything, man. You know. I I think I have a good answer to it. I mean, most unfortunately, most of the touts don't have a backing from sharps. Most of the touts sure. are just independent. They they spoot out these crazy things like locks, unicorns, all that crap, right? And they're not they're just betting with an opinion and it's all sales hype. Then there's information brokers like us who are really connected with big betting groups that are actually moving on lines early in the week. I'd say Ninety-five percent of the touting world will never give you four NFL games for the following weekend, the night of the Monday night football game. I'd even go higher than ninety-nine percent. It just doesn't happen. They're not in it to treat it like a business. They're in it for the 
to defeat. Well, let me let me ask the, you this, Mike. I mean, uh, Micah, because we got three minutes left. It's, it's flying. Do you think the business model of the load the game, pass, don't pass, right angles? Well, I have nothing negative to say away from my watcher. So, do you think that's a feasible, uh, you know, like a feasible way to disseminate the information? Or do you think it's kind of really hard if you're going to subscribe and, and try to follow that model? Uh, yeah, I think you know my answer to that. I just, no, they hit that. I think they're what they're doing. I might want to downplay them, but for my, me personally, uh, it's just too many people following it. How do you know when the line moves eight points that it's still good? And you got and you can't. I mean, if you're betting at a book that doesn't limit you, you can't even bet there originally because they. I don't know. The number moves before you can even click the submit button. Um, so well, you know, like better. I told you, we had that one partner in Arizona. He literally would sit there and say he missed every game. He could never get the game. And then I, t- I talked to a, a sharp guy a couple weeks ago about that. They said it's better to even just hit submit even before they say pass or go because the line's going to move regardless. I love that. Uh, but That's really, I love that. I, I don't know. I mean, those guys are good. I think their information is good. I do. I do. I don't want to downplay that. But no, not at all. It it it, it could overmove. You know. You know. It overmoves a lot. You know. You just don't know. It's just that's tough and it's expensive too. Well, we got a minute left before the music starts. Do you, are you going to be attending any Atlanta Brave World Series matchups? Or do you think they're out of it? I'm hoping they play the Rangers. I got a good future on the Rangers. So hopefully they're playing the Rangers. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Well, like I said, uh, are you going to any of the games prior to that or no? Uh, I'll probably, if I'm in town, I'll probably do the, I may do a World Series if they make that. Um, I'll got it. go to the NLCS if they get You guys already they, won they a World it. Series. Now you want another one? Come on and spread it out. Come on, man. I know. I was hoping they were playing Orioles so I can come with the ball more. <laughs> Uh, didn't work out, guys. Well, if you guys want to get day, access guys. to Micah's plays, legendnextdoor.com. We'll be back with another edition of the John and Mike, Eric and Costi show next week. Good day and good luck.